Hello, it looks like I am live. Hello, with a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes late. Um, never rains, but it pours and then the doorbell goes off. Anyway, here we are. It is Tuesday. It's 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and that means it is time for First Chapter Fun. Now, I hope that I'm showing up on Facebook. Uh, I know I'm on Instagram. I'm going to do a quick check on Facebook as well, just to make sure that it worked, because we have had some trouble lately. And oh look, it seems that we're having trouble again and I'm not showing up on Facebook despite running a test. Okay, Hank, I know you're on Instagram. You know what to do. <laughs> if you could find the link, oh boy, honestly, hold on, hold on a second everybody. I'm just gonna figure out what the heck is going on because there I am, I see it. Two people have found me, StreamYard is acting up. Here we go. Hold on, isn't this fun? Tech issues. Um, I'm going to have to try and figure this out. Anyway, just posting something on Facebook for people to find us. And well, with a wing and a prayer, it'll all work out in the end. Okay, welcome. It's 12.33 p.m. Eastern um, on a Tuesday, which means it's time for First Chapter Fun. My name is Hannah Mary McKinnon. I'm the author of various crime fiction novels and as Holly Cassidy, um, holiday romantic comedy. And here with my partner in fictional crime, Hank Philippi Ryan, every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, we read from a different book. Not necessarily ours, uh, occasionally ours, once or twice a year, but otherwise we always showcase other authors. So welcome. It's so good to see you all. I see the numbers on Facebook are ticking up. People are finding us. <laughs> oh, geez, what a fun time that Facebook is. I don't know what it's doing, but anyway, it's being a pain in my ass. There, I said it. I swore live. Is that swearing? Ass? I don't know. Don't really care because that's what Facebook is being. Um, welcome. So glad you found us. I'm thrilled to bring you another episode of First Chapter Fun. You are in for a treat and a really cool, fun giveaway today as well. Yes, we have a giveaway. Um, very often we have these, which reminds me, please, please, if you win a giveaway, whether it's a First Chapter Fun one, one of Hank's or mine or any other author, when you receive your loot, please, please take a picture Post it on social media because you must be on socials because, you know, that's where you found us. That's where you're watching. And then post and tag the author and, of course, the publisher, too. Uh, we always love seeing the pictures of your of uh, you winning your loot. It's always really fun. So you'll see today we have a really cool, fun um, giveaway with a really cool, fun author who I am going to introduce you to very shortly. How are you doing? I hope everyone's well. It's I'm looking out of the window. It's absolutely chucking it down here. It is gross out. Don't think I'll be going out for a walk later today. <laughs> I mean, I could put my raincoat on, but I can't be bothered. I'll probably just work or read a book or all of the above. Anyway, so good to see you. Um, what's new? What's new in your world? What's been going on? Anything fun? Anything interesting? Uh, we're heading, barreling towards the holiday season here. Our three lads will be finishing their, um, well, 
whatever semester it is, third and fifth or whatever semester in at University of College. So yeah, we're looking forward, looking forward to the holiday season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let me see. I'm seeing lots of people who are joining as we gather here on Facebook. I see Pat and Katie and Shan and Catherine and Sandy and Facebook user Margaret um, and Susie who says, hi, all I'm listening while multitasking. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Judy says she's in a meeting, but she'll catch up later. And that's a perfect segue for me to tell you about where you can find all of the episodes of First Chapter Fun, because this today is episode 358. Now, the 357 previous episodes, all of them are saved on Instagram. You'll find them in our video section. I think it's just called Reels now. So you'll find them there. On Facebook, you have lots of different ways to find them. You can scroll through the feed, which you can do on Instagram too, if you like. Scroll through the discussion or go to media videos and sc scroll through them there. Or go to, uh, there are some featured posts, one per year with all of the reads. And we also have a featured post with, uh, not a featured post, I'm sorry, a, um, a document which I need to update because I think I have the reads up until July, so I really should update them. And those featured posts, though, on Facebook have very handy links. You can just click and start watching. So don't tell us you've run out of stuff to watch. If you have on Netflix and Apple and Disney and wherever else, well, you've got First Chapter Fun to catch up on. Um, <laughs> Books underscore Cats T says, how did I miss this? Glad I found it. Well, welcome. I hope uh, you've been here before. I hope you'll stick around. This is episode 358. And I am really, really excited to introduce you to today's author. So <laughs> Elaine says, I see a sticky board behind you, Hannah. Yeah, uh, you can't see it on Instagram, but on Facebook, it's right there. That's my that's me plotting. I'm 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 being devious and plotting stuff and hope hopefully it's going to come together. Anyway, that's um, a whole other story. So, of course, <clears throat> my uh, iPad is just about to run out of battery, so hopefully it doesn't. I'm going to close it for now. God, it's one of those days where everything I touch. Ever had those days when everything you touch goes to absolute crap? <laughs> that's how I feel today. So let's hopefully make sure that I don't um, mess all of this up. And let me now. Take a breath and introduce you to today's author. So who are we reading? Who is showcasing today? It is Steve Ozzani. Perfect Shot is his debut novel with a brand new protagonist called Alex Martell. This book is a kick-ass book. There, I said it again. It's a kick-ass book with a kick-ass um, protagonist who I think you will love. If you love international stories, um, high stakes, lots of action, this is going to be the book for you. Perfect Shot by Steve Azani. Now, is Steve on Instagram? I can't, if I, if, I if I touch my phone, the whole phone wobbles. So I'm going to resist the temptation um, to... Um, to touch my phone, but Steve, I hope you found us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, 
and I can uh, now tell you all about Steve and then all about Perfect Shot. Hank says, yes, he's here. Great. Perfect. So, yes, there he is. I see you. Steve says, I'm here. Okay. So, Steve and I met. I was trying to figure out how we met. Was it through Sam, Steve? It might have been through Sam Bailey. And Steve has helped me with a number of my books. With uh, There's a particular paramedic scene in... Um, in Never Coming Home that he helped me with. And then he, and then he helped me, um, connect, he connected me with an ER doctor who helped me with the, the, the continuation of that scene because there's paramedics at the house and then they get to hospital. And Steve's just one of the most generous guys who's always out helping other authors. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to showcase his debut novel because it is fantastic. I, I read an early version and it is brilliant. This is what we're reading today. Perfect Shot by Steve Lazaney. So let me tell you all. Oh, God. Everything's all done. I've just dropped something. Jeez. It's one of those days. Okay. This is all about Steve. Steve Lazaney served for many years as a, okay, get this, as a paramedic and a police tactical medic. He's an expert in chemical biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosives incident response. Yeah, impressed? Just a lot. When not writing, Steve loves international travel and touring on his Harley Davidson motorcycle with his wife, Lynn. They live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we've had a couple of conversations, haven't we, Steve, on the phone? I've called you and Lynn uh, has been then. Both of you have helped me with, um, um, you know, my evil fictional deeds. <laughs> and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you both, Steve and Lynn. And this, again, reminder, today's book that I'm going to tell you all about now. And then I'm going to tell you about the giveaway that I'm teasing you with. But stick around, don't leave, because uh, I want you to be able to enter for a chance to win. This is Perfect Shot, which published um, last week on November 14th. So it's brand new. And this is what it's all about. A former army sniper must fall back on her special ops skills when a friend's death uncovers a global nuclear threat in Steve Aseni's Perfect Shot, the first in an, in an electrifying new series featuring special agent Alexandra Martel. Special Agent Alexandra Martel has put her days on the battlefield behind her. Charming and disarming, relentless and lethal, she earned a reputation as one of the most renowned and decorated army snipers in the service before stepping away. But when Alex, now an FBI special agent on loan to Interpol, learns that an old friend, an MI5 officer, has been killed under mysterious circumstances, She's pulled back into the dangerous world she left behind, a world where some people fear her, some want to recruit her, and everyone seems to want her dead. Following a trail of clues left behind by the dead woman, Alex pieces together a terrifying conspiracy that only escalates when a nuclear warhead goes missing. Dodging death at every turn, she reluctantly joins forces with her CIA officer, but he has plans of his own for her and will stop at nothing to achieve them. 
chasing the truth through the streets of London and bustling Turkish markets to the underbelly of Paris, Alex is unrelenting in her pursuit of justice. But as the clock ticks down and the world edges closer to doom, she must fall back on her special ops skills to stop the unthinkable. She thought her life as a sniper was over. But with stakes this high, she must use whatever means necessary to render the world safe. All right, so if that doesn't scream action, I don't know what will. Perfect shot by Steve Zaney. Now, you can find Steve on socials. Um, do go follow him. Don't do it right now, but do it afterwards. Uh, Facebook page is Steve Zaney Author. Instagram and Twitter, X, whatever it's called today, Steve Zaney and his website, stevezaney.com. Zaney is U-R-S-Z-E-N-Y-I. All right. So the giveaway, <clears throat> we have a bit of a special giveaway today because um, Steve is giving away two copies, one on Instagram, one on Facebook of Perfect Shop. Not only that, but you'll get a cool bookmark and you'll get a cool shot glass. Look at that one. See that? Perfect shot. I don't know if you can see that, but it says perfect shot. And there it says, Alex says hello. Hello. So that's what you're going to get. How can you enter to win? Well, on Instagram, very easy. Leave a comment or a question for Steve right here, right now. Do it now. You snooze, you lose Instagram watchers. You have to do it now um, because afterwards the, the comments disappear. It doesn't matter. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it now before the end of this episode. On Facebook, you have more time. You have until midnight Eastern time tonight to do the same. Leave a question, leave a comment for Steve and you will be entered to win a copy. Now, here's the other bit. I was sent two copies of perfect shot one is mine to keep because it's signed by steve so mitts off that one's mine but this one i'm also going to give up for grabs and steve says he's going to give me another shot glass that i can include so it's one book on instagram you know what to do leave a comment now and on facebook there are two books up for grabs so make sure you leave a comment or a question for steve you might as well do it now. Don't delay. Just just do it now. And in the meantime, I'm going to read you the first chapter of Perfect Shot. Are you ready? Here we go. This is Perfect Shot by Steve Azaney, which is out now. And this is chapter one. Turlet Airfield, north of Arnhem, the Netherlands. The figure lying on the ground wasn't shivering, but she wasn't far off. The cold had seeped through her outer layers, chilling her as she lay motionless on a mound of dirt and damp moss. Though the rain had stopped at dawn, the sun's warming rays, rays hadn't yet reached her. Water dripped from leaves, producing a quiet, up-tempo beat tapped out on the forest floor around her. She inched her way forward through the underbrush to adjust her sight lines. Like an apparition, her body blended in with her surroundings, her ghillie suit and face camo breaking up the lines and patterns that could give her away. 
Special Agent Alexandra Martel was, quite literally, hiding in plain sight. A voice in her earbuds broke through the silence. All units stand by. It was the soothing baritone voice of Chief Inspector Niels van Dyke of the Dutch National Police Corps. Seven minutes earlier, a mid-sized cargo van pulled into a secluded area off a runway at the airfield, accompanied by two dark sedans on either side. Men piled out, seven in total, and gathered around the vehicles. All of them were armed. She ranged the closest at 260 metres. Like three of the men with him, he carried a semi-auto carbine slung over his shoulder in the low ready position, as if preparing to engage his shadow. The chief inspector's voice came through her in-ear headset again. Sierra One, report. Alex had settled into her overwatch position shortly after dawn. It was now approaching 10. Peering through her rifle scope, she came up two clicks, settling the crosshairs over center mass of the man closest to her. Then she laid the weight of her shooting hand on the stock of her rifle, chambered in 308 Winchester, and rested her finger outside the trigger guard, lightly in contact with the cold metal. The rifle was braced by a bipod in front and a sand sock below the buttstock. Sierra One, Special Agent Martel, do you copy? She keyed the push to talk pad, clipped to the molly straps of her vest with her support hand. Targets acquired, seven subjects in all. Her muscles were relaxed, allowing her skeletal frame to support her weight, averting the fatigue that could induce a tremor. She pulled the rifle butt into the pocket of her shoulder and welded her cheek to the gun, just as she'd done a thousand times before in preparation for what might happen next. The man she sighted in was leaning against the front of the van, a cigarette nestled between two fingers. A pistol was visible in his waistband, a cell phone in his other hand. He looked gaunt and unkempt, with messy blonde hair standing straight up and a week's worth of stubble. But it was clear to Alex that he was in command. That earned Spike the honour of being designated her primary target. He looked down at his phone and answered a call. While he listened, he took a drag of his cigarette, nodded, then clicked off and shouted something to the group of men gathered nearby. She couldn't hear the exchange, but assumed it meant the rendezvous was about to go down. Van Dyke's voice came over the radio again. Second target package approaching. Just as he'd outlined to her and the team in the pre-dawn briefing. Dutch National Police Headquarters, The Hague, 0400 hours. Chief Inspector Niels van Dyke led the briefing in front of 20 officers gathered to prosecute the mission. While uncommon for a high-ranking officer to lead such an operation, this was an unusual situation, and van Dyke a highly proficient commander. He was a senior officer with real-world tactical and military experience. As Alex scanned the room filled with her colleagues, she noticed a man standing in the corner off to her left. 
He wore his wavy chestnut brown hair a little longer than she preferred and wasn't particularly handsome. But dressed in the somewhat cliched, unofficial uniform of paramilitaries everywhere, khaki 5'11 striped pants, an untucked black polo shirt, and a pair of black and grey Solomon mid-height tactical boots, he communicated an air of confidence that made him attractive anyway. He carried no visible sidearm, which made her suspect he was from British or American intelligence, with a military special operations background. If anyone introduced him as an advisor, she reckoned, it was a done deal. Spook, for sure. In fact, no one introduced him at all, which only confirmed for her his intelligence community pedigree. Chief Inspector Van Dyke began the briefing. He advised that the arrests they were about to execute were part of a more extensive investigation. Then he continued with a formal review of the situation and mission. Our targets are two groups conducting their criminal enterprise on Dutch soil, he began. And the commodity they're exchanging is special nuclear material. Alex sat up in her chair. Fissile material? As in nuclear bomb making material? Correct, replied the chief inspector. Someone else whistled. 20 kilograms of weapons grade plutonium and highly enriched uranium enough to construct several bomb corps. He nodded toward Alex. Interpol caught wind of the pending sale to a jihadi group called the Islamic Levant Front and notified Dutch intelligence that they were looking to transact their business here in the Netherlands. The room turned toward Alex. She was an FBI special agent on loan to Interpol and Interpol's liaison to the Dutch National Police for this mission. Don't look at me, she said. First time hearing of it. Van Dyke nodded toward the mystery man in the corner. Western intelligence services have also been monitoring chatter about a bomb. Do we have any sense of a target? Your guess is as good as mine, special agent. But since world leaders will be in Paris for the peace summit in only a matter of days, security agencies are understandably on edge. The priority of our mission is the recovery of the nuclear material. We cannot afford to have this package go missing. Can we track it if it does? She asked. The Americans flew a nuclear emergency support team at a joint base in Andrews in Maryland into Volkel Air Base here yesterday. Nest is on alert and will be nearby. Lady and gentlemen, you are authorized to use lethal to prevent these special nuclear materials from going missing. He paused to make sure everyone was listening. Let me repeat that. The SNM must be recovered at any cost. This mission has been dubbed Operation Valiant Angel and the interagency team assembled in this room is Task Force Angel. Special Agent Martel has called signed Sierra One and will be on Overwatch. I will maintain instant command from the top, but she's the tactical lead once the targets are in play. Watch your fields of fire. Maintain trigger and muscle discipline. We don't know what the transport vessels for the nuclear material will be. And the last thing we need is a stray bullet or distraction device creating a major radioactive spill. Alex met the gaze of the man in the corner. His eyes were focused and calm but she could see their stillness belied a troubling disquiet within.
Oh, go on, I'll read you a bit of chapter two. Go on, then we got a bit more time. We've got another couple of minutes. Go on then. Chapter two. Turlet Airfield, north of Arnhem, the Netherlands. Task Force Angel had deployed, and Alex, like its guardian angel, was on Overwatch. Her headset came alive with Van Dyke's voice from the Tactical Operations Center, the TOC. All units status check. Alpha team ready. Alpha consisted of three two-person strike teams waiting together in the back of a black up-armoured van hidden in the forest 400 metres south of her position. Bravo team ready. Bravo was a duplicate of Alpha team. They sat in an identical van inside a hangar that housed gliders 600 metres to her north. Charlie on route. Charlie Element, made up of eight surveillance and four cars, were shadowing the target vehicles to the rendezvous point. Ready. Six operators from the Conanclicker Marechaussee, the KMAR, made up the rapid intervention team. They belonged to KMAR's Special Security Missions Brigade, known as BSB, and were loaded up and waiting on a Bell Huey air helicopter at Deline Air Base three kilometres southwest of Alex's position. The RIT team was there to provide airborne support to cover the ground units if the mission went sideways during the arrest phase. Alex depressed the push-to-talk pad at her shoulder. Sierra One ready. She closed her eyes and took a deep breath to clear her mind. In, out, rest, two, three. When she opened them again, the focus of her variable power scope was still crisp, its illuminated tactical milling rectangle on target. With her next draw of breath, she flicked her rifle's safety into the fire position and waited. Mandyke and other senior officers were in the TOC, set up near the Kmar unit. His voice spoke through everyone's earbuds. When Sierra One confirms the cargo's present, we execute. Wait for her signal. On me. Alex said. A moment later, two black vans and a dark sedan appeared over a rise 500 metres in front of her and lined up facing the first group of vehicles. A 10-metre gulf of open tarmac separated them. Six dark-skinned males dismounted. 13 targets to track, plus the nuke material. Both groups are heavily armed, she said. I have eyes on carbines, SMGs and handguns. She watched through her scope as one of the newcomers walked into the no-man's land, dividing the two groups. The man she'd christened Spike walked toward him and stopped ten feet away. Both were careful with their gestures, making no moves that might alarm the other side as they spoke. They kept their hands at their sides, plainly visible. Spike turned to his men. One of them moved to the rear of the cargo van and opened the doors. Another man joined him, and together they lifted a large trunk-like box to the ground. Subjects have removed a pelican case from the rear of one of the vehicles. Is it the cargo we're looking for? Unclear. Stand by. It would be nice if the case were covered in radiation warning stickers. All units hold. One of the men wheeled the case out to the two in the middle. Both sides faced off across the ad hoc demilitarised zone. Despite their measured movements, neither was shy about presenting their weapons for the others to see. This had all the hallmarks of a mushrooming shit show. 
Two of the new arrivals entered the DMZ. One held what Alex recognised as a radiation survey meter used to detect and differentiate types of radioactive materials. Still, its presence was only a presumptive evidence of the existence of the fissile material. The wheeled case was opened and the man with the survey meter stepped forward, scanning its contents. Five seconds later, he nodded and stepped back and the lid was closed. Alex depressed the PTT pad at her shoulder. Attention all units, cargo confirmed. Execute, execute, execute. And that is where we'll stop <laughs> because we have about one minute left. Ah, That was chapter one, all of, and part of chapter two of Perfect Shot by Steve Osaini. This book is out now. I just realized I didn't change one of my banners. There we go. I'm going to do this now. There we go. Um, this book is out now. And if you leave a comment in the next, I don't know, 10 seconds on Instagram, well, 30 on Instagram, and until midnight Eastern time tonight, you might be able to win one of three copies, because that's what's going on, of Perfect Shot with a bookmark. And where's it gone? The Cool Shot Glass. There we go. Perfect shot. Haha, what's your perfect shot? What would you put in your perfect shot? Let's have a little uh, questionnaire going on. I hope you enjoyed that chapter. Talk about tons and tons of action. Hank says, wow, so suspenseful. BT pause for says, I'm excited to read about Alex. Um, <laughs> Hank is saying it's so cinematic and visual. A Facebook user, Margaret, says it's so vivid. Um, Grace says, sure, you stop there. Well, I've got to stop. I've run over, run out of time. I'm over time, guys. But I wanted to uh, treat you to the second part of chapter two. So let me very quickly, in the zero time I have left, tell you about next week's book, which is this one, The Long March Home. This is quite different. This is what we're going to be reading from next week, The Long March Home by Marcus Brotherton and Tosca Lee. Um, beautiful story. And I hope that you will join us on Tuesday uh, at 12.30 p.m. to hear the first chapter. So wasn't that a cool, a cool book? Lots of action. Facebook user says lots of action. This is on my TBR list. Yes, absolutely. Let me show you. <laughs> Brenda says her perfect shot is limoncello. Hey, I made limoncello. My my husband absolutely loves limoncello. And we had a, so many lemons. I thought, you know what? I'm going to see if I can make limoncello. And I did. I don't like it, but he does. So um, it was quite fun to make, actually. Never done that before. Anyway, <laughs> the things I do to procrastinate when I'm supposed to be reading. I'll just make some booze. Anyway, today's book... I'll show you this again. Make sure you enter to win. Leave a comment on Instagram right now. Last chance on Facebook. You have until midnight Eastern time tonight to maybe win one of three copies of Perfect Shot by Steve Zaney. Thank you to Steve for the wonderful giveaway and uh, for allowing us to read for you today and St. Martin's Press as well. We never do this without the authorization of the author and um, the publisher. Next week's book, The Long March Home. By Marcus Brotherton and Tosca Lee. I am way out and way over time. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we will see you again on Tuesday. I hope you'll join us 12.30. Until then, if you've watched this before, you know what's coming. Say it with me. Stay safe, stay kind, and we will see you again.
on Tuesday. Thank you for watching.